thinking in my mind i would not buy real estate outside usa that's yeah. that's my thinking right. i don't know I if agree. that's good or bad right. but when we talked about real estate investment i don't like the rules and regulations of other countries that i cannot follow mm-hmm. so i don't know what your do you advise your we yeah. talked about real estate yeah. how much of the no, portfolio so should I, one i i have known that uh, the biggest problem in india owning a real estate is it's just like you know if you living there three months nine huh. months nobody's going to take care of you and the properties in india really really get deteriorated within few years mm-hmm. if you don't constantly live 24 12 months you nobody living there then it's going to deteriorate and black after two years or three years you may not like your own property because it didn't look like the way you live exactly mm-hmm. so very true best advice. if somebody will go to india yeah. if i want to go to ahmedabad i can have a three months of living in a uh rented, rented house like that there yeah, yeah. bungalows you live yes i think i think things like that that's a, i think that's the best thing you can do you exactly, know right. go spend it's your money you don't pay taxes you don't have house, squatters right. coming and sitting out there etc etc i i wanted to ask okay. superbuyer superbuyer how much is um uh, say a guy is 65 year what is his portfolio in real estate that he should have as a investment not as a primary home yeah so it it that that also varies the nice part about having a investment real estate is that it provides you with cash flow in retirement and all of that net worth in the properties can continue to grow on a tax deferred basis in your lifetime mm-hmm. and then you can pass it down to the kids tax free so what i like is that in an ideal world if your basic living expenses can come from rental income and social security and leave the in- investment basic fixed living expenses wow, okay so, then you can leave your investment portfolio to pay for your discretionary living yeah <laughs> so if we know that utilities uh, mortgage etc are, 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 are x amount of money we should be able to get that plus our our uh, social security it should be covered from rent, uh, rental income and social security should cover those Hi, living expenses can you hope absolutely so it, we talked about all these things there are a lot of areas that we still need to cover uh supal and we really appreciate you coming on open forum folks this is jagat kamdar along with uh, subodh uh, butcher and supal vora in the studio number to call here is 18887491035 let's go to ashutosh tiwari okay. all right okay hello ashutosh go ahead you are on open yeah. forum question uh you know there's always this debate about should you pay off your mortgage or let's say should you invest in an index fund let's say S&P 500 so good question thank you that's a great question so again it depends on on your personal appetite for risk but if we got a mortgage in the last 15 years you know it's 3% interest rate mortgage I don't recommend paying that off early. Absolutely. Especially Agreed. if it's your primary home. Right. Because you need the mortgage interest write off if you're high income earner. Mm-hmm. And right now cash pays 5.13%. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you can make 5% on cash and you're borrowing at 3% or 4%, that's tax deductible. Right. You don't want to go ahead and pay that off. So I recommend that th- that mortgage interest uh, mortgage payoff should be based on what is your interest rate that you have on your mortgage. If you're borrowing for 6% or less on your mortgage, then I do recommend keep that mortgage alive and invest the difference. Mm-hmm. If you have a mortgage that's 3% or less, 
don't even make one extra payment on it uh, because uh, you, you, you're basically getting money for free. Whatever money that you would have applied towards paying principal payments on your mortgage, save that and mm-hmm. invest that and earn the difference. Good, very good. good. I very think good that's advice. Great advice. Absolutely. And I think Mr. Tiwari, when he called, he obviously um, was thinking of you pay it off so you don't have this monthly yes. exit, right? Yes. But then as an investor, as an advisor, your thinking is, look, you can let that go because you do have that interest that you can write off. Yes. And then you can have the difference that right. you can. True. But as the scenario changes, now we talked about inflation getting better and the interest rates coming down. Is there a threshold then you have where you say, yeah, I think now it makes sense. Get rid of this because yeah, you're so not getting. If we have a 30-year fixed mortgage, then scenarios can change, but we don't pay it off. So what I recommend is that if we have a 30-year mortgage at 4% or lower, mm-hmm. don't pay it off. Yeah. But let's say that you want to pay it off because I understand nobody wants the headache of a Some mortgage. People, yeah. So let's say you want to pay it off in 10 years. What I recommend is create a separate investment account. Whatever additional mortgage payment you are going to make, make it to that investment account. Invest that in a moderate risk tolerance. You're mm-hmm. making 6-7% on it. And then in 10 years' time... Take a look at that balance. You're going to have more money than the payoff okay. on your mortgage. And then if you decide to get rid of it, you can just pay it off in one. And it'll become less amount, too. I mean, that it'll shrink. Yeah, the mortgage will you shrink. This yeah, and, absolutely. Yeah, mortgage, right. Yeah. Well, that's a good advice also. Uh, that's fantastic. Good question, though. I mean, uh, Mr. Right. Tavari had a fantastic question. Hey, uh, this is uh, Open Forum. Our number out here is 1-888-749-1035. Big um, turmoil going on in my brain in the last few weeks has been the Bitcoin or the cryptocurrencies. <laughs> Jagat and I were talking about that uh, earlier today. What's your, now that they've hit Fidelities and the Vanguard, you know, Vanguard hasn't picked it up yet, but others have. What is your advice? I mean, should you or should one have a percentage of you know your portfolio in that? or tell, Give yeah. me some advice over that. That's a great, great question. So, I cannot legally comment on any cryptocurrency right. Right. Um, uh, recommendations. But what did happen in the last few, uh, week is that Bitcoin basically became uh, traded on, on exchanges. So now through an exchange-traded fund, right. you can buy a Bitcoin inside of your IRA or your Roth IRA. So mm-hmm. any layperson right. can now buy Bitcoin. Okay. So whenever you have that type of broad-based access, well, that theoretically means that there should be more demand mm-hmm. uh, because you have a lot more access now. Right. right. So Bitcoin essentially is an alternative currency. So Bitcoin right. is not a bond or it's not a stock where you get paid an interest payment. Yeah. It's not going to earn anything. You don't have any equity. So the only way that you make money on Bitcoin is if Bitcoin goes up and the U.S. dollar goes down. Mm-hmm. And so it's a purely speculative investment. Now, the reason why Bitcoin over the last few years has not done as well is because the dollar has been very strong. Mm -hmm. So now if we're going through an environment in which the dollar is going to weaken because interest rates are beginning to go down, naturally the dollar will weaken when that happens. And uh, you have easily accessible Bitcoin purchases through Mm -hmm. exchange-traded funds and Roth IRAs. I could see how that could lead to a tailwind. (laughs) Well, more people right. will invest in exactly. that. It's easier now. You don't have the now that the, the 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 government has approved some of the funds. Yeah, you know. let's take our next caller out here. Uh, I don't, I didn't get her name, but I think it looks like Miss Doshi. Uh, you're online. Uh, please go ahead and ask the question. 
Yeah, hello. Um, uh, first of all, uh, nice session, nice segment. Thank I'm you. I'm really enjoying uh, you guys discussing stuff. But what's your, what's I have your, a question. Ms. Doshi, what's your first name? Kiran. 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 Okay. Sorry, she did say that. Yeah. Yes. So my name is Kiran. Yeah. Um, good evening, everyone. Yes, hi. Uh, I had a question. Basically, uh, you, uh, I heard you guys discussing saying at the age of 65, well, how should your investment portfolio look like? So it's like, especially based on real estate mm-hmm. so that triggered me a question here like i'm in my 40s i would say and our house is paid off i have like two kids and maybe like in next 20 years we were thinking that we should have each house for each kid so that you know we can give them as tax yeah. uh, gift and it would be uh, tax free so wow. uh, right now if i want to invest in real estate uh, it is airbnb or taking any um, beach house is that would be a good investment or just getting a new ho- bigger house and uh, start living in that and just keeping the old house and giving it for rent what yeah, would be yeah. the right way <laughs> of investing well that's a, that's a great question so what i recommend is that you should definitely consider whatever properties you buy you should definitely consider financing um or taking advantage of a mortgage So the home that you're okay. living in right now the mortgage is completely paid off so yeah. you don't have a mortgage yeah. deduction on that. Mm-hmm. If you feel that your existing property would be a good candidate for a future rental, I'd recommend purchasing a new home and then uh, financing that. Right now you're in your 40s so you're in your peak income earning years. You need tax deductions wherever you can get them. So if you bought a new home the mortgage interest would be tax deductible. Now the Airbnb although it's not a primary home you still no, right. so if, as a business if they rent out their existing home right okay then the new home that they would buy would be the interest living that in. would be completely so that would become the primary home that would become your new primary home yeah. and then you would rent out the existing home that you're the existing home yeah. would be rental property so, yeah so the advantage of that is that you're going to start getting cash flow on your existing home that's a rental you can depreciate against it so that means that most of that rental income will be tax free and then you buy a new home and then you have a mortgage on that that you can also deduct against your income. So I think that from a pure tax standpoint because of course I don't know the local market yeah. uh, that you're in but from a pure tax standpoint that would make a lot of sense. Now I have a lot of clients no. that also Airbnb. Okay. So mm-hmm. short-term rentals can be extremely lucrative to make cash flow. Yeah. But you have to be mindful of the risks that you have going into it. You're Airbnb. Property, yeah, yeah, you're going to have much higher property management costs if yes. you have a professional manager that's managing those properties. And then you have the risk of regulatory change because you know, for example, New York City last year just arbitrarily decided to ban all Airbnbs. Yeah. Right. So you could yeah. have been making great cash flow for 10 years on Airbnb, suddenly city government law changes and then your whole Airbnb cash flow is up for grabs. Yeah. But you cannot pull it out from Airbnb. You can always sell it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But Airbnb short-term rent is oftentimes 80% more than if you were to do a long-term rental on that same property. Right. So mm-hmm. the cash flow could change. So again what I recommend uh Kiran is that based on um your your goals you know I would really mm-hmm. look at from one side uh renting out your existing property and then uh um buying another first home to move into from a tax standpoint could make a lot of sense and then of course Airbnb okay. is a great way to earn cash flow depending on on the local market the the thing is is that at uh, um but be mindful of the laws changing you know in 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 the airbnb world right so yeah because the way she the way she posed that question should i buy a beach house and rent it out yes because yes. she still has this existing home which is 
already paid off, right? Yes. So she'll be buying a property for investment. That mortgage could be a business deduction, but not a tax uh, write-off. Is that true? Yes. Yeah, so that you have to be careful. Okay. You could okay. enjoy your beach house. and Actually, you can invite us. We can all come. <laughs> However, what, I, what I'm saying yeah. is that scenario is a little different than what you're describing because oh, okay. you have a great plan. Buy a nice big house, bigger house, rent the smaller mm-hmm. house. There is no mortgage in the smaller house. You're not getting any uh, deduction on that. Yes. You're getting now an income that you can use to pay this mortgage yes. and take an interest on yeah. that off and call that the primary. Yes. But moving into a smaller house is a problem. Bigger, no, she wants a to house. buy a bigger, bigger house. house. Right. No, no. Yeah. Bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Not be a pro- okay. and if you buy a beach house, go to Dustin, Florida. Maybe we can come there. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> no, um, Kiran, uh, um, do you co- co-own the house with a spouse? Sorry? Do you co-own this house with a spouse? With yes. So the first $500,000 in capital gains mm. on a primary home is tax-free. So oh. you have a home that's free and clear. You're considering renting it out. Yeah. You may want to mm-hmm. just sell it because you can get the first 500000 in capital gains tax-free. Right. Wow. And then what do you do? Okay. Then you can turn around and buy a new home. But buy a new home. You right. now avoided all this tax benefits. Taxes. Right. Whereas um, mm-hmm. that's what if you're a single guy? Or it's two fifty to half person. of that. Yeah. Oh, right. So that's two hundred fifty thousand mm-hmm. per person so of the capital gains. Of the capital yeah. gains. Yeah. So as a married couple, you're going to get five hundred thousand. Yeah. That's very. Kiran, go. What a great idea that was. Kiran, get his yeah. telephone number and you need to talk to him one on one. I think that'll be a great idea. I so think he he will answer you all the questions. And don't hang up because I have two three questions to ask Kiran. So, uh, tell, yes. give us your number. Kiran, Do you I have a pen, Miss Kiran? Uh, I am driving actually right now. But Kiran <laughs> Kiran ko pen ki nahi hai. Kiran ko pen ki hai. Kiran ka pen number. Yeah, actually, uh, I do not want to give my phone number on air. No, you don't give your number. We give our number to you. He's going to uh, give his he, number. He give me a, yeah. Yeah, okay, so, yeah, so one thing, Kiran, you can always just uh, Google my name and my number will come up, but um nine five one eight five zero zero five five two and my name is nine five one eight five zero zero five five two. Got it. Yep. See? Yep. See? Wow! Look at that. I told you. Yeah. And you can and you can Google his name. Supal Vora. Yeah. S U P A L V O R A. S U P A L V O R A. So, Kiran, let me ask you a question. Are you driving with your husband next to you? No, I'm all by myself right now. Who makes all the decisions in your house? It's my husband and uh, me, of course. And we, <laughs> <laughs> that's the fifty-fifty we are talking about, right? Yeah. But the the biggest question I want to ask you is: uh, Do you listen to us uh, every Saturday? I hope. Yes. Yes. Fantastic. Every Saturday, wherever I'm driving, I always tune into one hundred and three point five. Can I give you some advice from four to six every Saturday? Please keep driving. <laughs> yes. Hey, yes. can I let me let? Cars. I'm always on the road, right? There you go. Well, yeah, there let you let go. me ask you this: You said you have two kids, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And you are in the forties, so the kid is probably teenagers or a little older. With with that in mind, you know, uh, what kind of a uh, 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 college fund that you both have created for them, or you are n- not created one yet? No, they're pretty astute. Um, it looks like I've not. Yeah, I've not created one yet. Okay, so here, okay, there, wow, there you go. Supal, go ahead. Kiran, keep listening because this is the question. Someone from out there yes. should have asked Jagat Bhai. Very good uh, lead on that one. So here we have a mm-hmm. forty plus, both of them. They have mm-hmm. young teenager, one below ten, maybe. How do they create wealth for the children? Number one for education. 
Number two, for their own wealth. Okay, yeah. keep listening to this. This is a great scenario yeah. that y'all have created so here. So, if you have uh, teenage children, Kiran, the uh, and for education, then the five two nine plan is going to be a very powerful way for you to save. So, I would recommend that at least half of the money that you think you're going to need for their education should be mm-hmm. saved inside of a five two nine plan. And the reason why is that all of that money, any growth will be tax-free. So that'll be a very... 529 plan? Yeah. 529 okay. plan. And all of that growth will be okay. tax-free. And the reason being that that 529 plan can only be, that money can only be used for education purposes and you have full control over it. Yeah. yeah. So what I have if, a question on that. That What if my kids get scholarships? Uh, yeah, so, then, so that's, that's the, the downside of the 529 plan is that yes. if kids get a scholarship and you don't need the money... Then you mm-hmm. will have to pay taxes plus a ten percent penalty. Right. So, right. Okay. Okay. So what I recommend is that's why I said half. So the Get probability it. of one child needing a scho- getting a scholarship is high. So it's very possible that mm-hmm. you may only need half the money mm-hmm. that uh, you think you're going to need. Okay. okay. But it's probably not going to be zero. What about what about creating? Right. Uh, I'm 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 just thinking out loud. Uh, creating some kind of a trust for the kids. Yes. Which you are controlling. And you can put, uh, for example, let's suppose Kiran has created this trust for both the kids, two separate trusts. And each, mm-hmm. and you can, she can put a date, say 35 years. At 35 years, that money belongs to him. And not, but till that oh. time, the Kiran and her husband both would control that fund and invest the way that you want them to invest. You can always but, do that. I think that's a great way. But it, uh, the growth will be taxable as we're going through. So the difference with the 529 plan is that the growth is tax-free. Mm-hmm. Downside is it has to be used for education. Only. Right. What about the UGMA then? Uniform, so, uniform so, give for minor yeah, ads. So that's the same thing. It'll be taxable. Taxable, yeah, yeah. But, but you don't have to use it you only. You don't have to use it for education. You can use it for anything. So right. what I recommend is half mm-hmm. inside of 529 plan. Yeah. The other half invest in, in that. Invest. Uh, so what happens is in UGMA that... Uh, Basically, when a kid turns 21, that money belongs to them. You okay. do not have any control over it. Yeah. Or 18. What is the date? It's, it's, uh, it's, it's 18, tw- right? It's, it's 21, yeah. but, but you, you can, can. The trust that you yeah. talked about. The, uh, that yeah. is why I prefer trust part. Yeah, it, but then you can't use it for education. You have to wait till no, 35? But, uh, no, no, you can use it. You can use it. Yeah, you can use it. Yeah. Untouched, then at yeah. 35, we get because it. Because the majority of the Indian family, they would prefer not to have a 21. They would not like to have a control. Yes. The kids would not, you know, the parents would not like kids to have a control over their money. Correct. Now, now the only thing is that an irrevocable trust will have to file its own separate tax return every Correct. And, On the trust, and right. it has a separate tax rate. So right. it's charged at a 37% tax bracket, the gains, uh, I mean, the dividend income, whereas the average investor may not be at that high level of an income. So I really recommend each family making that own individual. Depending upon the, their income level right. and all yeah. this. I agree with you, 100%. Well, Kiran, but this is one of the avenues that you can create, yeah. right? Kiran, thank right. you so much. Drive safely. I think you may have already reached home. Uh, yeah, and uh, can I just get the number one? Yeah, yes. we're going to give the number out. Nine five one. Can, She's yeah. home now, so she can write it down. She won't have to use yeah. those brain cells now nine, anymore. Nine five one. Eight five zero. Eight five zero. Zero five five two. Zero five five two. Yeah, I think at at her age. That Kiran and her husband would really benefit from a good advisor. Absolutely. And, and navigate this whole thing. 
And um, I think that's 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 the best thing I can say right now for this section. Absolutely. Thank you, Karen, so much. The last Thank question I had. So you do listen to us. Keep listening to us. We we try to bring yes, yes. next. All uh, your segments are really very very informative, especially on medicine. Yes, or ma'am. Maybe in visa. Or yes. Thank you. I, I do want to say next Saturday we have the Indo-American Chamber of Commerce of Greater Houston sponsoring uh, the two owners of Musafir Restaurant. They're going to be here. Uh, have you ever been no. to Musafir Restaurant? If you have not, no, I'm a, planning this February. Well, <laughs> uh, hey, you know what? I'm going to tell you a trick. Listen to them next. Uh-huh. I'm going to ask them to give a gift card to someone, but they don't know that. You know it. So when they when they announce that, you call in right away. But I hope no one else heard me say that. Kiran, <laughs> <laughs> uh, at least seventy thousand people did. <laughs> <laughs> enjoy life, Kiran. Just give him a call. Give Prasupal a call. All right. Let's go to our next caller. Okay. Order. Yes, definitely. Thank you, dear. And keep listening because we've got some other mm-hmm. gem uh, of advice coming on. Now we're going to talk to Joel. Joel, thank you so much for listening. Uh, what's your question? Yes, sir. It's my first time um, listening to you, and it's a very, very uh, thank you important um, all the advices that I, you know, y'all given. Thank you. But I'm I'm just turned fifty years old. Okay, and uh, I put in. Uh, the whatever uh, IRS allowed to put in the 401k. Mm-hmm. The catch up? And uh, like I'm 50 years old. Yeah. And then I pulled money out of to, I did an investment about a, a townhouse mm-hmm. and it's rented. And then I have another condominium where I, you know, that's my home. Right. But I also, um, that made a mistake, and I don't know if you all uh, talks about that. I put money out of my 401k Eeks. to the uh, Bitcoin. Oh, in a Bitcoin. Oh, okay. Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But listen, I, I, it was my first time done that. I, you know, like I said, I don't know anything about, you know, an investment. I would just follow someone. But now, in order for me to pull that money out, they asking me to do a recharge. I don't know if this is, this is something that y'all can give me an advice over, you know. To put them, okay, so I'm, I'm trying to get your question, Joel. First of all, thank you for listening yeah. to Open Forum. Uh, I'm trying to get the question. Your question then is that you took out the money from 401k and you put it into Bitcoin. Now, has the Bitcoin gone up? I, w- I would imagine you've made some money on the Bitcoin uh, is that true? Yes or no? Yeah. Okay. Actually, it's 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 almost uh it's almost a million dollars. Okay. Wow. So and now you want to pull the money out, and they're asking for recharge. That I don't know what that means what? because I have do, nothing about because cryptocurrency. Like one like 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 a ten percent. Ten percent. Okay. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, so. Like a surcharge. So if you're right, it, how is that work? I mean, because I'm not requesting to pull all the money out, you know, but, but some, you know, what I mean? yeah. So to pay back the four one k. Yeah. So, so this Bitcoin, you didn't purchase it inside of an IRA, did you? He, he pulled it out. I don't know if you've ever heard about this. This app is called TV, like X Beers and Boy, and then T as and Thomas. Hmm. XTB. No, we don't know about yeah, that. No, I'm not too familiar with that. So, oh. 
Yeah, so I, I'm not too uh, sure about this recharge. I, you know that that is not in my area of expertise. But typically, if you have a retirement account and you go ahead mm-hmm. and need to take money out before you're 59 and a half, there will be a 10% penalty along with income taxes that you have to pay to the right. IRS. So if you took money out of your 401k and you bought that Bitcoin inside of an IRA, uh, there will be a 10% penalty. Um, but I'm not sure with that app, uh, unfortunately. So my I, I just wonder, jo- Joel wants to obviously put that money back in the 401k. You're allowed to take a loan out of that, right? You're allowed to take a loan of up to 50000 That's what I did. And- yeah. That's How much? Did, and you know what? Yeah. Coming out of my paycheck in order to pay it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because you have to give it back now. Yeah. Was it a significant okay. amount of money? Because that seems like if you got a million dollars in the Bitcoin, it must have been a significant amount of money that you pulled out from the 401k to buy it, unless the Bitcoin went 10 times what you were putting in. I, I, I don't know the numbers, but again, if you pull out anything out of your IRA, you're going to pay 10% yeah. tax, even if, you, if it, even if it's a loan. The maximum you can take out as a loan is 50000 50, Tax-free. Um, it's no. yeah, penalty-free. Penalty-free, and yeah. then you have to pay it back with after-tax dollars. Okay, so you yes. you pay any taxes right, right. on Yes, that, yes, yeah. I got you, I got you. Is there any way, guys, that y'all have any office? It's my first, I'm, 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 I'm here from Houston, right? Is there any uh. way that, that, that you have any... Know, to office to visiting y'all and, and you know for yes, consulting right. yeah so yeah, he's going to give them so let me give my number if you want to just shoot me a call or a message and then we'll set up a time uh, my phone number is 951 951 850 0552 perfect and Joel keep listening to open forum 103.5 FM right. thank you and it's hum FM you bet and I'm looking forward to, to, to take y'all's advice, guys. Thank yes. You. Take care. Uh, just for all the listeners, whenever you want to listen to us, you can always um, uh, dial in, um, you know, 103.5 FM radio on in Houston. Right. But if you are in Timbuktu or wherever the heck in the world, you can listen to us, <laughs> local time Houston. Right. It's H-U-M-F-M, Hum FM, H-U-M-F-M. That's it, that's the, that's the app. That's the app, humfm.com. You can listen to us anywhere in the world. Anywhere. I have downloaded that on my phone. So when I'm in Mexico and having a margarita, right. but if I want to talk in and listen to these guys, which I did la- a few Saturdays ago, I just called in right. and talked to them. I was at the beach. They were working out here. I was having a margarita. They were having coffee. That's the difference. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for calling. All right. Uh, listen, okay. um, I'm going to go move to the next uh, question. Very important question, especially for uh, Desi people who are listening. We love to invest in commodities like gold and silver. What percentage, if at all, should one have in the solid material gold, not in the ETFs, but in hand? Or do you think... Buying shares of gold are better. If I recommend that gold as an asset class is good and depends on our risk tolerance, of course. Yeah, of course. Low single digits, you know, I don't recommend more than 5%. Okay. At the end of the day, it's a purely speculative currency. So it doesn't generate an income. No. Nah. It does not produce anything. No. So it's purely speculative. So it has to go up and something else has to go down. So, um, and, I, and I think, you know, for pe- people who are listening, it's only good if you sell it. I mean, if you don't yes. sell it... 
it can go up 10 times but you still keep holding on yeah. to it and then you give it to your children they don't know yeah. what to do with it they give it to someone yeah. uh, grandchildren they don't know what to do especially in yeah. USA yeah. so so if we must own gold i i always recommend owning it in the form of shares it's much more efficient and cheaper retail jewelry gold is the most expensive way to own that asset class right so unless we just want the jewelry or want coins mm-hmm. then don't let's not use that as the justification to buy to begin with right yeah. well the thing is uh, during diwali for example superbai yeah. you know that every desi well almost goes to yeah. uh, kirti jewelers yeah. and buys gold yeah. or because uh, my wife used to do that yeah. sonu would go every and she would go to tell suresh by suresh by i need this 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 and he would keep keep her aside yeah. and good for her because she kept accumulating <coughs> that right the question becomes what the heck do you do with that now yeah and that is that is because most desis will not sell gold no right jagat bhai is that absolutely true? correct it is yeah, one yeah. of those gold is yeah. gold is usually kept as the last Yeah. thing to do yeah uh, when when you're getting out of uh, you know financial trouble is that true yogi bhai what do you think super wara bole jena open forum oh acha oh, okay okay, okay. <laughs> he's got other people talking to yeah. him people ask him questions so he's answering them but so that what do you think about that uh, is five less than 5% but yeah. that's still a lot i thought right yeah. someone has a million dollar portfolio you're saying put 50000 or less in see right. like most people that have a million dollar portfolio will probably already have close gold. to 50,000 in jewelry and gold yes. yeah yeah my so you're putting not just a coin you're my impression my impression about gold is that people invest in a solid gold mm-hmm. you know they buy the brick and those kind of mm-hmm. things and coins and all these things yeah but they do not invest into gold up uh, shares certificates shares yeah yeah, ETF, yeah. so ETF. yeah am i am i wrong in it's it's much cheaper to own the gold shares or etf than to buy right. the actual gold coins or bullion yeah um, and you can sell it we're buying at a retail rate you're buying the shares at a wholesale rate mm-hmm. so you're buying the cheapest spot price for gold versus the most expensive price for gold so, oh, okay yeah I I don't recommend the physical asset. So you recommend by buying ETF. ETF. Okay. Yeah. 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 And and I I you know at this point I also want to thank Fenel Shah who does all the recordings for us and you know this podcast you can listen to us anytime anywhere and I will we'll give out it, it's actually on uh, YouTube, Facebook and God knows where else. Only Fenel knows where she puts it and then she tells me I I put it here today. So I <laughs> I, I forward it to everybody else. But I want to thank Fenel for that she's been doing this for a long time for us. And um uh so the the, the next question is again we we talked about these commodities the overseas investment. Now we're not talking about living out there overseas investment. Like for example can US citizens even if they are desis can they buy oversee in, uh, like in india shares in yeah. india goes uh, soaring high at, you, you at, can so so keep in and mind and do you do you advise that then so you can <laughs> as a us citizen buy indian shares in an indian brokerage account in india but keep in mind that you can do that same thing here in From the here. us right. yeah. you can buy indian shares uh, and indian mutual funds here in the us mm. the average indian mutual fund in the us is half the cost of an Indian mutual fund in India. India is a very brand new equity market. Mm-hmm. So the average mutual fund cost there is 2 2.5%. This is just the normal cost over there, even the cheap ones. Wow. Here that same fund will be half a percent. Yeah. 
So, so give, we give, have a much more mature market here. Yeah, without giving, uh, I know we are not soliciting. Uh, can you name four or five of, if you remember any of the yeah, Indian well, mutual? Yeah, Wisdom Tree India ETF. Okay. So that is just an India exchange fund. Yeah. If you want something that's actively managed, there's a Matthews India fund. Okay. So Matthews India fund will be more expensive because it's actively managed. But it's like buying a blue chip India mutual fund in yeah. India. Right, right, right. You get right. all the same companies, yeah. uh, the great big com- active management team. Big Indian companies. Big Indian yeah, companies, okay. Indian financials, like ICICI, HDFC, Reliance, gotcha. all those big So companies. one is Wisdom Tree and Wisdom the other is Matthew. Wisdom Tree India ETF. So but are they are they uh, traded here? I mean, in, okay, in so US. you can go on a Fidelity yes. or any other, mm-hmm. I, I keep saying Fidelity, but any Vanguard or whatever, yeah. and then you can buy through them. Correct. Would you advise it though? I mean, is it, as, are they as volatile as sometimes so we are? We we do add Indian mutual funds okay. for our clients in their portfolios. Okay. Over the next decade, India is going to likely be the fastest growing economy in the world. Okay. So if we want to participate in that outside economic growth, then I think uh, um, India a mutual fund is a good way for us right. to do that. Well, okay. you, uh, majority of the time, I mean, if you go to any financial guy, just like Supal, they would say that you invest at least 10% of your portfolio into international market. Mm-hmm. Now, usually right now, the international market is all Europe people. That is what uh, everyone is thinking about. But like emerging market like India is, is a good example that if people want to take some risk, I think those are the market where they can really be benefited. I have a lovely yes. question someone has asked me. I think this is like it hits right into everybody's home and heart. Uh, this person, gentleman, lady, I don't know, is questioning that her or his parents, let's say her, her parents are selling everything in India and moving to USA to stay with them. How do you help them invest that money so they c- it can last for a while? Is there some scenes like you get those scenes yeah, in your company? And that's where I think I- whoever sent this question, I salute them because this is a great question. I'm going to repeat this question. I'm going to imagine it's a lady who called, texted me. It's you know so she says my, my parents both of them must be well to do are selling everything they own because they're moving to USA now and they want to know that how do we invest that money so that they can stay stable yeah you know, they may be staying with the, the 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 lady and the husband it doesn't matter or they may buy their own it doesn't matter how do they stay financially afloat. So it's really critical in this situation for the parents to do a financial plan. Yeah, absolutely. I would say that. Depending on what their income needs are, I recommend putting their portfolio into a three-bucket approach. Okay. So money that they need in the next five years should be in a conservative fixed-income portfolio, earning that 5 to 6% a year interest, so that way it's stable, not much volatility, and the funds are liquid when they need it in the next five years. Okay. But then they also have a portion of that portfolio geared towards growth so mm-hmm. that it can grow for the long term as well. Is that a 33, 33, 33? So, so the first five years, conservative. Okay. Six to 15 oh. years, more moderate. Yeah. And then money that they may not be touching in their lifetimes or maybe 15 years yeah. and beyond. But I'm saying you're dividing 30% each? or 30%? No, based on how much need they have of right. income. Well, let's give some numbers, numbers out. Let's say, for example, um, there's a million dollars total. Right. They have an annual need of, uh, you know, $50,000 oh. a year. Oh, so 250 you put in. So what I would do is I'd take 200 and put that into a conservative portfolio. Okay. So it can grow at 5% and equal 250 of spending. Right. 
Then uh, what we would do is that uh, we would then money that you need from year six through fifteen. That's about five hundred thousand. Yeah. So I take about four hundred thousand, put it into a moderate portfolio. Okay. So mm-hmm. two hundred thousand conservative, right. four hundred thousand moderate, and then two hundred thousand yeah. aggressive for the yeah. Long. Because now you have time, right? Yes. But you go up, take the grow. volatility. But in order Great for advice. that aggressive to grow and have peace of mind. We need to have enough money in conservative to last us for our next five, Absolutely. six years. Exactly. Yeah. So that we were not worried about our retirement yeah. needs. Great advice. The first and foremost is that anything that which is sold in India has to be in white. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, right. we're presuming all, all right. good things are happening, right? Right. So, Super, if someone like this, and I, again, I said it's a ra- First of all, I want to know, how did this person get my cell number? <laughs> but that's a secondary thing, right? But, but what I'd like to t- uh, give that number out, your number out, so they can actually talk to you. Yes. My phone number is 951-850-0552. Fantastic. Look, it's been thrilling to get you back into our studio. Great. When can we uh, expect a, a, a seminar? You know, all this knowledge that you have, I'd like for our listeners to be part of that, uh, yes, the, the that. knowledge that you have. Maybe um, towards the end of second half of March, we can go ahead and put something in. in second uh, half of March. Yeah. I'm canceling my Europe tour. For, no, I'm just kidding. I'm not, I'm not going to Europe. I'm just kidding. Yeah, we'll be back from India. So that's we'll a good be back. I think that's good. Yeah, we want Jagat so Dinkar. Uh, we want a whole team of Open Forum out there. Okay. We have a whole team. We have Jagat, we have Dinkar, myself, Fennel, Ramesh, Anand, Nick Nickham, and Smriti Deora, who is always missing in action, by the way. <laughs> I, I'm hoping she's listening. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> so she comes she's here. going to take you to talk like, now. You know, she own, may be in India. She may be in India. <laughs> <laughs> she may be the one. No, she may be buying things out there. Who knows? <laughs> uh, right, you're right. Yeah, right. yeah. But uh, let's, let's talk to Supal Vora as a human being, not as an advisor now. Tell us about your, uh, what do you do in spare time? How, do, how does a busy financial advisor uh, take care of himself. Uh, what are your hobbies and stuff like that? Well, you know, any, anyone that wants to come to Temecula, California, has an open invitation. Wow. I pizzaioli. That's one of my primary passions. So I uh, make pizza. Why? And, um, wait, 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 hold on. You are a? Pizzaioli. Hey, that's what they're so called? That's the Italian word for pizza maker. Maker. Okay. And um, I love uh, pizza. And, Me uh, too. We, we have a wood-fired it. oven. Nice. And um, I import my flour from Italy. Yeah. And, um, you know, I found that, when, like anything in life, when you put your passion into it mm-hmm. and you give it the time and the space to be its best version, yeah. pizza can be pretty magical. So that's, that's what I really love. Um, I'm a pizzaioli. Love to travel. Yeah. So I'm going to India uh, next month. So I'm excited about that. And, you, and uh, yeah. Wow. Are, are you going to go to Ayodhya at all? <laughs> no, I'm not planning on going to Ayodhya. Yeah, it's I'm gonna intrigued. Be, yeah. It's, right. It is. Right. It is. A, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, what it can. What what it can do. Um, one of the question, One of right, the other right. questions I didn't pull that up earlier is, uh, and I think it's a very valid question. When a person does retire, and they have so many different accounts yeah which one would you start you know you have some required minimum rmds required minimum yes. uh, what is it called so um, so what what I, accounts you know, would so, you touch first right. and what would you uh, you know use later on so yeah. again can i can i say something here I, I i agree that many of the indian americans have multiple accounts you know and sometimes family may not even remember how many accounts they have because it's it's, it's mind boggling I personally believe that I think whoever uh, that, that who have retired with 10, 15 different accounts, 
I strongly believe that it needs to be consolidated yes. in, in such a way okay. so that it becomes much be easier, but the return still remains the same. Yes. Okay, so go ahead and comment on that too. It, it's really critical to have a cohesive investment strategy. So having multiple accounts just for the sake of it is not going to be optimized. So yes, when you retire, I do recommend consolidating all of those to have an integrated approach. Now, what I recommend is that the first accounts that we touch, and of course, it's going to be varying from each person to person, yeah. are taxable brokerage accounts. Taxable brokerage, okay. So that okay. means that we're not getting any tax deferral. It's not a 401k. It's not an IRA. And so there's no benefit for leaving that money in that account. We're already paying taxes on dividends, uh -huh. ordinary income. So if we need to get access to liquidity, that will be the first place that we tap into. Until we turn 72, we're not required to take money out of an IRA or 401k. Okay. So the longer we can let that money keep growing, yeah. the better off because it'll keep growing on a tax-deferred basis. Right. So we don't need to pay any taxes while it's growing. So you're giving a scenario for a person who's below 72, right? 72, you're saying below 72. Yeah. So he's 68, 69, yep. he wants to you're tap in. Your 60s. He's retiring, he's got a little social security, a yep. little whatever right. else, but he needs to tap some of yes. his money. Brokerage account, that's where you go for. Brokerage because account first. First. Second will be the IRAs and 401ks. Yeah. And the, the, the reason why is that that money uh, is taxable. Yeah. So it's an expensive way to live mm -hmm. compared to the brokerage account, which will be taxed cheaper because you're not paying on the lump sum you already have. Right. You're only paying what on you, growth. Okay. Whereas in an IRA, you're going to pay on every penny that you're taking out. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's true. So right. it's more tax expensive. That is, that is and true. The last place we touch are the tax-free assets. So your Roth IRA, permanent insurance policy. Roth. Yeah, Roth, Roth is tax-free. Yeah. Let all that oh. money grow on a tax-free basis, so don't touch that. The longer we have it to grow tax-free, the more powerful it will be. So brokerage account, yeah. IRA, Roth IRA, in that order. Great advice, yeah. I, I, mm -hmm. I think that makes a lot of good sense out there. What else, Jagat, do we have? An, well, there are a lot of... One, one caveat Yes. That. So the, the, where you would change it is that if, for example, you're, you need to take 100000 out of your IRA, but yeah. you have 50 in your brokerage account and only 50 out of your IRA, that'll reduce your tax uh, rate. So when you're taking money out of your IRA versus a brokerage account, consult your CPA uh, about tax rates. Because you don't want to pay a very low tax rate now and take everything out of the brokerage, yeah. only Later to take on. out two, three times out of your IRA. Oh, so you can, yeah, you you can, can take yeah, half and half yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. to reduce your tax burden. So Fantastic. be mindful of that. Fantastic. In your uh, clients that you have, what is the average age that you manage? I mean, yeah, it, kind of median or average, whatever you want to... It, it really varies. Okay. I think the people that have the money are going to be older. Okay. Right. We, at median age is probably in their 40s because yeah. we work with a lot of kids. Accumulating yeah, wealth. We work with a lot of kids of, of our most uh, affluent clients to get them going in their 20s. Yeah. Right. So next next time when you come in, we'll talk about charitable remainder trust. Oh, that's People that who, who have already retired well, we do, we and have a good amount of well, money. We do have there. five more minutes. We've got, we've got a good five to seven minutes out here. Okay. We, not, we, so, uh, so that question could be answered today. Yeah. Charitable yeah. trust. Charitable remainder trust. So there's a, a couple of different ways that you can donate money and have it be tax efficient. A charitable remainder trust, a charitable lead trust, and a donor advised fund are right. three ways that you can take advantage. Okay. The biggest benefit of all of these is that you get the tax write off now. So, whatever amount of money you put into that trust, 
You get the tax write-off now, but you do not need to make the donation now. So that's the biggest benefit. So who do I use this for? If you sold a property and you got a large capital gains bill, yeah. let's say that you got a big bonus at work or restricted stock that came in, whatever it is that's making your income disproportionately high this year. So in years where your income is higher than most you, and uh, you want to take advantage of that excess income and get the tax write-off on donating it. Right. So what it allows us to do is make many years of donations in advance and get the tax write-off now. But that organization that we're donating to doesn't need to receive all of that money right away. The advantage of the donor advised fund is that you're going to go ahead and be able to take the deduction now. Wow. All right. Donate it over time. So if you know that, for example, over the next 10 years, you're going to donate $10,000 a year. Yeah. You can donate 80000 into a donor advised fund today and get the full 80000 write-off. 80000 will grow to 100000 so you can donate 10000 a year over the next 10 years. Right. So if, if um, you want the tax deduction now, you can get the deduction now, manage the money still, and then donate it over time. And what happened to the 20000 income on that? Eight? You don't get any tax deduction on that. But you, get, no you, get, you pay taxes You don't later pay on. any taxes on that. On that? Yeah, it's just all tax-free. You get the tax deduction But you have to now. give it away, though. You must give it away. Give it away. So even though AD... No, either you give it away, or I thought that uh, you can put it into a charitable trust of your own. So oh, you can. Okay. But, yeah, you can get that money and then put it on your own charitable trust. Okay. So that you can keep on Eventually giving. But that doesn't come back to you yeah. as, a per- so as your own money. You, yeah. you have to give that money away at some point. Yeah. But you get full control over that money gotcha, now. Gotcha. And the tax write-off now. Good. But that money you, does have to Yeah, go. Yogesh Bhai, did you come back, sir, to ask a question? Yes, I can make because Please I do have that. to attend. Yeah, no problem. My wife because well, look, listen, one thing is for sure. Yogesh Bhai always teaches us this. Stop open forum, put it off, make the tea, and then come back to open forum. That's what he's done just now. He had to make tea for Mrs. Patel, and he did. I have to take. At the moment, she just had a knee replacement surgery about 12 days ago. Oh my God! But speedy recovery to her. Yeah, yeah. We said a speedy recovery. I just, I just taking care of a lot of stuff in the house. Yes, sir. She's still on the. Going to the therapy, but it's only but of course, 12 yeah. days ago. She'll, so. she'll be okay. Thank uh, you. What's your question? You came right back. So far. No, I, I think I came back and I think I really there are a lot of stuff. But I wish I had known Supal 10 years ago before that I died. Yeah. <laughs> and even after what I found out that case, I was like, I have a few accounts and I was managing on my mm-hmm. own. But like I said, I was not paying that much attention. But I was just doing okay. I think that's a. But, I think then he but that's that's a common story, though. Yeah. But that's a great testimonial right. to super, super expertise. Right. Yeah. That Yogi Bhai, who's right. our, you know, who's like, our. You know, I I thought I know everything, but like you know, we read about stuff and we know stuff. Yeah. But then I guess when you look at from some different perspective, who was doing this yeah. for twenty years, right, right. It makes a whole lot of difference. But again, coming okay. from Yogi Bhai, it's a great testimonial to your expertise, super. And I wish others who need someone like you, an advisor, would contact right. you and talk to you and, and, and then see what's the chemistry out there. You know, I mean, obviously, you see a lawyer, you see a physician, you see a, your wealth advisor. You've got to have the right chemistry. And if you don't fit, right. you don't force anyone to right. sit there. You don't handcuff anyone. And They're like, go you're on your own, man. And like please. Like, yeah. Super's parents are like, Super's mom is my 
become friend of with hindus so whenever they, their parents come from california here they just call us last time yeah. she called us we were planning to go for dinner but yeah. something happened and one of our friend passed away oh. so we could not right. but i want to give you i want to give you but i want to give you some good advice next time supal and his parents come to houston and you all are going to have dinner at your house especially when uh, your <laughs> wife is recovered do not forget us <laughs> i love gujarati food sona used to make me gujarati yeah. food sure. now there are few people who send me gujarati food but i want to have gujarati food at your house i will bring the Definitely. scotch for you really right <laughs> he likes some sure. beer absolutely yeah. i'm just kidding yeah uh, you know i uh, I, I, have to say, i have to say whenever supal and his dad come they always invite us for dinner right. absolutely they do absolutely the right they do we, we no question about it next time yeah but yogi you very rightly said that 90% of the we people we think that we are too smart managing our own money yeah. unfortunately that is the biggest folly that we make yeah. and i think it's about time that we all even those smart guys but mm-hmm. we need to talk to people like supal all the time yeah, yeah. you know yogi bhai yeah, made know. made me think of a, 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 of of this sentence that he just said next time supal when i put any post about you coming out here i'm going to use yogi's quote i wish i knew supal 10 years ago 10 years or maybe i, I, I think that is a testimonial to your expertise because that sentence has a lot of power a lot of power for someone like yogi bai who's well known in this community to come out and say hey i wish i'd met you 10 years ago i could have done things a little different very different or managed Absolutely. things differently and stay on the path and it's path a peace of, of mind happy retirement and it's a peace of mind yeah. and yeah. that 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 yeah. counts a lot yeah so in, in in at the end now we're going to let supal give us a 60 second spiel about yourself how can people get in touch with you uh, your you know your email your contact whatever you want to give out Ladies and gentlemen, you heard a fantastic program today. It is going to be recorded. It's recorded by Fenel Shah, our team member who hardly comes here but she's in the background always listening to us and she will text me if I'm goofing up out here. But yeah, go ahead, go ahead. What do you guys? What I'm going to say is this yeah. that this is the first ever that we have done a two hour show. Two hour show we have done with one person one very person. rarely very rarely and that's a we cleared that's a calendar a just to do that this. that's a testimonial to him yeah exactly so uh, supal go ahead and give us your 60 second spiel yes well it's great to be here today and you know and i'm looking forward to getting to know you and learning about your goals and sharing with you how we can help my phone number is 9518500 0552 and i look forward to hearing from you fantastic fantastic you know and and, and just about right. before we leave i want to congratulate everybody uh, all the hindus who listen to us oh, yes. on the ram mandir absolutely that is the 22nd morning as a well, matter of fact the inauguration i would understand is tomorrow our time here 22nd morning in india right uh, it, it's an uh, it's a great achievement right uh, and you, you know uh, i was listening to arnab Goswami uh, the other day and again we have barely have 15 seconds and he was talking about such a proud moment right. it is for Hindus uh, to come out and 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 be there and th- because this is this is not celebrated just in Ayodhya it's celebrated all over the world all right over the now world. Right. and in Houston uh, the venues there are several venues several that venues. are going to show a live t- telecast tomorrow right. a Sunday evening so google those find those go to those venues and be part of the celebration. absolutely and with I, that folks yeah with that yeah. folks 
We are going to sign off out here on Open Forum 103.5 FM, humfmradio.com. Stay tuned for my friend Nabil and Rehan who entertain you.